Leslie goes home. So I'm having to be quite quiet because I'm, I'm doing it. I'm recording in the library, uh, the Seattle library. This is my conversation with Dad. It was one of my easiest edits because I just pretty much kept everything in. Brilliant, brilliant conversation. Um, quite happy that Dad's first podcast was this podcast. And um, since then, the other day, he told me that he was uh, didn't want to listen to music, wanted to listen to podcasts. So he listened to a random podcast, and he enjoyed it. Um, so I've always been very jealous. Well, not always, very recently, really, because my hairline has receded further than Dad's. Dad's pushing 60, and um, he he's only just going grey. But me, receded right back. But, you know, man can't grow a beard, and... Have you seen mine? Um, thank you very much to Projector for the intro song I Am Shamed off of the 2018 EP How Does It Feel? Their Instagram is at Projector Projector. My Instagram is at Calls Home. Check it out because I suck at describing things. I always put pictures up for each episode. Um... Thank you to D-Man, Duncan Hasty, H-A-S-T-I-E.com, or follow D-Art on Instagram. Um, someone recently suggested that I do a Patreon. Um, I feel fairly guilty about asking anyone for money for this podcast, but um, go on iTunes, give me a review. Go on iTunes, apparently that grows listeners quite organically. Um, Give me a five-star review. If you're going to think, haha, it'd be funny to give him a one-star review, like, it would really fuck me, so... Please, please don't. Please don't. But yeah, go there. Five-star review. Just say, this is good. And, yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, this is my call with Dad about Squamish and Whistler. Hello there, how you doing? I'm very good, you? Yeah, very good, thanks. Bright and early in the morning here, 7 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, I was thinking that the time difference is all we've ever needed in our lives, because I'm good in the evening and you're good in the morning, so the combination of having an 8-hour time delay is kind of perfect for us. Yeah, imagine if we tried ringing you at 11 o'clock my time and you'd only just got up. Yeah. A disaster. To be fair, like, the earlier calls that I've been doing with people, I've been waking up, like, extra, extra early to have an hour to, so I can, like, wake up, be alive, have a coffee, and be ready to have a conversation. Uh, I reckon this travelling's changing. I reckon you're becoming a morning person. You know what? Like, it's not so bad waking up in the morning when all you've got to do is go for a nice walk or... Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What a hardship yeah, waking right? up in the in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, it's hard being me. It's hard being me. <laughs> so I am calling you at eleven oh eight 
on the 4th of June 2019 from a Walmart in South Vancouver. Wow. Uh, so uh, back back to Walmarts again after the Rockies. Yeah, back to Walmarts. Uh, it's my last one. My last, my last, my last Walmart. I give the RV back tomorrow morning, which I am. Um, yeah, I'm sad about. Yeah, it's become your yeah, home. Yeah. Oh, who who are you, and how do we know each other? Oh well, I'm your dad. I've known you for thirty years and two months, which, by coincidence, is your age. So I must have known you since you were born. And uh, over those years, I, I was thinking just now we've we bungee jumped off a crane in Las Vegas together. We've traversed the snow and horseshoe together, and we've segued badly in Santa Monica together. You segued badly. I segued quite well. That's true. That, I never did work out that that brake was a steering wheel. I was. I drove past um, Whistler bungee. And oh yeah. Decided against spontaneously doing a bungee jump. I don't think. I think when I well, I was sixteen for that holiday, wasn't I? Yeah, was I th- 16? yeah. Sixteen or fifteen? I don't know. Around then. About about, about six, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah around then. I think. And I think we carried each other up to that great feat, didn't we? My uh, my fear level now of a, doing a bungee jump is definitely way higher than it was then. Yeah. Do you remember you wanted to go first, and then they say, "No, we've got to do it down in weight order." Yeah. When, and you were the youngest and smallest, and it meant you had to go last, <laughs> so you were stuck up there on your own, which is not what you wanted. <laughs> Oh, we did it though. We did it. We it did. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good, good times. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Snowden as well. It's been on my yeah, mind that's... a lot lately. Why is that? I just I've been hiking up lots of mountains. Like, oh yeah, you definitely inspired me to become someone that thoroughly enjoys hiking up a mountain. Yeah, and it's more difficult than people think, isn't it? Because the terrain's often uneven and. It's not always, even though you start off on a nice trail, it becomes less clear. Is it like that in the Rockies? Yeah, like some of the, some of the trails, like the trails are definitely more well marked here. Like I remember doing walks with you through Snowdonia and like always having a map with us to make sure we are following the footpaths. But here they're all like, they they feel almost commercial in that you get to the bottom, there's always a nice car park and all of the most well most of the hiking trails are very very well defined but i think it's yeah. just, they really don't want you to go off the beaten path here whereas no. england you're only going to face a angry farmer at best yeah and we also had freedom to roam in the uk which is uh, all started when people said they could wander anywhere in the countryside and i suppose you're right they uh they, they they like to honour that a little bit. That sometimes if you wander from the path, it's not a bad thing. And to be fair, you don't wander too far in snow, do you? Unless you go off the edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. remember Cribgot Ridge? That's a oh, tough, that's... one of the toughest walks in well, toughest walk in England and Wales, I think. It's very similar to a walk I'm going to talk about today. So perfect oh, no. that you're bringing it up. And um, you didn't have me to say say keep on saying be careful all the time. I was I was being very careful, to be fair, <laughs> but also like being extra brave i don't know it was weird we'll get to it um what what have you been up to uh well yeah we've had a great week i think uh the the highlight for me was probably last week three day break in budapest yeah so uh, now nowadays i can choose whenever i work so we'll often go for midweek breaks so that i I work weekends and and then uh, we were off last week from tuesday to thursday nice nice oh yeah how was your tuk-tuk ride Oh, thank you very much for a Christmas present. 
Yeah, yeah. so uh, you, you got us a tuk-tuk ride in Budapest, which was a brilliant idea for a Christmas present. Um, and it was uh, one of these little motor scooter-type tuk-tuks with a little two-seated behind. We had a lot of rain in Budapest, but fortunately the rain held off for most of that ride. And when it did start to rain, he pulled the cover over. But yeah, he was a he was a nutty Hungarian bloke, young fellow who was very outspoken in his political views and gave us his view of the history of uh, Hungary, which was very interesting. Brilliant. That's he was cool. good. He said, where do you want to go? We'd already walked up to the castle, so he took us up to this huge, great statue and let us do photo shoots and that there and nice. weaved around a few of the bridges and then finished at the Parliament, which we didn't go inside, but it's a it's a brilliant building with lovely gardens. So. And then he, then he did a few mad runs. Oh, Jane kept telling me off because... She said, look up, you're missing all the buildings. And I was looking at my map to try and follow where we yes, were. Yes, <laughs> I saw that. I saw the video that she did and you're marking off the road oh. on the map. <laughs> it was only so that I could retrace some of the roads when we were walking around later. <laughs> oh, it's good that he did like I was a, looking cust- up a custom second. trip, though. Yeah, no, it's very good. Two hours, you got us for a two-hour trip and... Uh, yeah, if we wanted to go to the castle or other places, he'd have taken us in. And I did say, oh, can you show us some of the bars we might not have been to because we found some good bars the night before. And he, he said, I could, but we'll be sitting in traffic half the time. And I know what he meant because that bit of town's really busy. So I said, all right, then we'll yeah, we'll drop us off at that area right at the end. And uh, okay. so he was right. He didn't want to just spend two hours sitting in traffic with us. He wanted to take us to a few interesting places. And, uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting when he... I said, so are the Hungarians are bitter towards the people that invaded them. He said, listen, if we were bitter to the people who invaded us, we'd hate the whole world because everyone's <laughs> had their share of Hungary, the, the Romans, the Turks. And then he talked about more recently the Nazis invaded. And then he said, communist liber- liberation in inverted commas, he said, because <laughs> they liberated us from the Nazis, but then ripped down all our buildings. <laughs> so it was interesting to hear his view. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But to be fair, although he, although he had strong views... They, they, you know, he's very proud of his country and proud to be European. He's mm. a good, good person to listen to. And it's nice to mix in with the locals when you're travelling. I'm sure you're finding yourself. Well, to be fair, I've barely spoken to anyone for the last 19 days. <laughs> uh, speaking to yourself and speaking to bears and birds from what I see of your photos. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and you, you saw Muse, didn't you? Yeah, that was, we've seen, uh, we've seen Muse seven times now. All in different venues, but Brilliant. but when they tour, the last three times we've seen them, gone to Europe to see them. So it was Madrid a few years ago, Milan two years ago, and um, and then this year we we looked down the tour and it was going to be either Helsinki or Budapest to fit in around all our other commitments. And <laughs> so we said I went to Budapest once with work, but only went one night to a conference. I said I'd love to go back there so. We combined Muse with that, and we had brilliant seats, Jen. Yeah, you were, like, seats. right at the front, weren't you? Yes, yeah, so they had a long walkway on the stage, and so we sort of went next to the walkway, so, like front, so leaning on the barrier next to the walkway, but but almost at the front of the corner to the stage. So they're right in front of us when we're on stage, and the walkway, we're just at the halfway point where they're stopping and doing guitar solos and all that, and they, they do so quite good. a lot. Of, so good. When you see Muse, they do a lot of special effects. They sort of come up at the end of the walkway and those things come out. And I won't spoil it for anyone yet to see them, but we were so lucky to have that. Uh, this episode's so, not coming out until the 27th of June. You're, you're oh, good. They'll be, they'll, <laughs> no, they'll be in America by then. I think Europe will be finished, but they are brilliant live band. I like that you think that I've got lots of American listeners. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it could be spreading. <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to? 
What have I been up to? So, get rustled the papers of the diary to make it look like I wasn't probably, ready. Well, it's probably probably covered a lot of distance since uh, last time you were talking. <laughs> well, last time I spoke was with Andy, and I spoke. Oh to, yeah. I spoke to Andy when I was. Where was I? Absolutely cool with it. Oh yeah, I was in um, Squamish, a place called Squamish, which is oh, yeah. between Vancouver and Whistler. Yeah, I've been went there in 1996. We didn't stop there, but we saw a grey eagle there. Oh, nice! Grey, is it grey eagle or grey grey eagle? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, called Andy from my campsite in Squamish. Yeah, what was it like? I, I sometimes wish I'd yeah, stop really there. Yeah, really, yeah, really, really nice. Cool. I like popped into town the night before. Nice little, almost like a riverside town. Um, and then yeah, the campsite I was at was really, really nice. It had like views over. I was like on a what they called an ocean view, but it was like it's more the the river, the the estuary of the river coming out. You might know this. At what point from uh, does it go from a river to the ocean to the sea? Is there like a specific point? No, only it's literally its mouth. So uh, so from the yeah. literally where it, yeah literally where the sort of lower the coast sort of comes out because before that it's it's sort of. Um, it's its estuary or whatever, and it might, yeah. you might have a tidal river, so sort of for twenty or thirty miles, and oh, you wouldn't call that coast. You wouldn't call that coast. It's definitely a river view, not ocean view. Then, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I had an yeah, ocean yeah. view, and it was just opposite um, Shannon Falls, which was oh. a nice, nice waterfall. Um, yeah, I love. But yeah, recorded with Andy. Uh, and then got myself ready for the day because I was going for a big old, big old hike. One of the last big hike I was doing in Canada. Um, so yeah. in Squamish, I was I was recommended this uh, to do the Chief Trail by a guy I met in Toronto. In the first the first hostel I went to in Toronto, one yeah. of the, like as soon as I'd finished that recording with Mum, those guys that invited me over for a beer. That's where the guy said, "Go, go do the Chief Trail. It's a really famous hike. Oh, you'll you'll love it." So. Yeah, planned my route around his advice and got myself there. Yeah. Um grabbed a coffee from the from the campsite coffee shop, cool little place that's just just opened at the weekends. Um and then yeah, started the chief trail. So the chief trail is three peaks, not unlike Snowden. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like to begin, so I walked from the Sh- Shannon Falls and like round the base of it to the beginning of it and there's at the beginning of it there's like loads of danger signs like danger so, signs so do you have to drive to the Shannon Falls or do you have no so I, I was camping literally over the road from uh, uh, Shannon oh, Falls yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah. could walk from the RV to, to, oh, to handy, this whole yeah. walk yeah really nice but oh, yeah wow. at the bottom loads of danger signs like I posted one on my Instagram of like do people know where you are today do people know your hike route plans do you have enough food and drink for this hike? And I was like, what What am I getting into here? Yeah, it's good that you read them, though. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so the start of the... Che- so I just before I went up, there was a little, like, gift shop, coffee shop and visitor information. I went in there and just said, I'm about to do the Chief Trail. Do I need anything? Do I need a map? Like, is it really obvious where to go? She said, it's really obvious which way to go. If you're going to do all three peaks, do the third peak first. That's my favourite. I said, okay, cool. Take that local advice. So to do the third peak, it's the furthest and the highest first. So 
to get there is 7.5 kilometers with a 700 meter elevation. Wow. So you're climbing almost 100 meters per every 1,000 meters that you're covering. Oh, that's steep. <laughs> really, really, really steep. And long, and long, a long climb. Really long, yeah. That's worse than Snowden, because you blooming well start from a, you're nearly a thousand feet up before you start. So that took me, that took me a good couple of hours of, and like the start of it was stairs, like some wooden yeah. stairs, and then it just turns into like, like, oh yeah, bouldering, like very crib goth. Oh, in it, yeah. like you are clambering up the side of these big rocks and like climbing over trees and stuff. It's like through wow, so having to u- use your hands as well. But yeah, like but you're in the woods. You're in the woods for yeah. all of it. Wow, sounds beautiful. Bit yeah. of shade. Yeah, but bit of shade, but it's still like nineteen to twenty-two degrees, God. and just new levels of sweat. I yeah. It's just so, so hot. Like, it doesn't get that hot in North Wales, is that, really, does is, it? Is that the walk you were on when you sent a photo of you? Sweating yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you did look weary. So, to this point, I hadn't... Like, you know, like, if you've gone for a run or done a workout or something, like, the back of your neck in your hair feels sweaty and it's disgusting. Yeah. Got that in my beard. <laughs> so uh, so new new experience having a thick beard oh, and sweating like that so gross like I'd hope having a bald head would cool me down a little bit but it just doesn't mm-hmm. it was so hot but um so were there other people passing you or you so passing saw them? a couple saw a few people coming down um, yeah. and I like I'd been walking for what felt like an hour maybe an hour and 15 and one of the guys was like, oh, you coming up the hard way then? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have done number three first. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously? Um, yeah. yeah, but I'm hoping to hear there's good news later on if yeah, you there, did the hardest one first. Yeah, there is, there is. Well, yeah, no, I am glad I did the hardest one first. I, I got to the top of it and it was absolutely stunning views. Um, and yeah. you get like 360 views of the whole valley you're in. Whereas peak wow. two and peak one, you just get good views of the river and the town. But yes. yeah, so, so how high is it? Do you know? So yeah, that, that's seven hundred meters. That one gets wow. you up to seven hundred meters because yeah, you basically yeah. start at sea level because you the, yeah. the water's right by the campsite, so you don't start yeah. that much higher off. Um, yeah. So I bought some I bought some mountain height statistics with me this week because oh, I've well been done. trying to just guess the height of these mountains in comparison to other yeah. mountains I know. Um, yeah. So Snowden is one. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ah, oh, I was going to tell you. Oh, 3,450 3, feet. Okay, I've got my statistics in meters. So that doesn't. Oh, work, sorry. Does yeah. it, does it work? Uh, so sorry. So this one. So yeah, Snowden's how many meters? And this one was only seven hundred meters. Um, and Snowden. Is Snowden. It's one oh eight five. Um, oh, so it's not far off. Ben Nevis is one three four five. Um, so, but then, so when I was in the Rockies, I, I, what's Trev? Is that Trev Meowed? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, That's he's not as loud right. as Kabuki. That's okay. But Jan, Jan's gone out and he's coming and wondering why I'm not letting him in the bedroom. Oh, you can just let open the door, let him in. Yeah, I've given him a fuss. He probably wants food, so he might not shut up. Trevor, come and join Calls Home. 
That's blown his mind. Okay, carry on. <laughs> and should we tell people who Trevor is in case they think yes. I have this weird man come in the house when Jan goes out? <laughs> Trevor is our cat. He's our lovely black cat, Trevor. Which is good, because I'll put a picture of him up now as well. Yeah. Hang on. I'll pose, pose for the camera, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Snowden is 108.5. Ben Nevis is 1345 metres. So when I was in the Rockies, I was just editing the Millie episode. And in that, I said, I just off the cuff said, these mountains are at least double snow. I said double Snowdonia. Snowdonia is an yeah. area. But double Snowden. And... As a guess, so I had just um, climbed Mount Sulphur in Banff, and that is 2,500 metres. Wow. So, yeah, they are, the the ones in the Rockies are literally double Snowden, but you do yeah. get to, you do get to drive a lot higher up them. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah it's it, really high though, it makes you realise how high the Rockies mm. are, so that, the ones you're on... Down, down the Squamish, a sort of a Snowdonia, on a par with Snowdonia. Yeah, just yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Really uh, near the coast just, there just as well, but where yeah. the Rockies are a bit further inland, they're just that bit higher yeah. up the sea level. Yeah, uh, makes me um, want to go there. So I'm seeing your pictures. Oh, you got to do this. it. You got to do it. Yeah. If you like climbing yeah, mountains. Yeah, yeah. all, all we did best. was um, a week skiing in Whistler. I say yeah. all we did. Very lucky we've done that. But but when you go skiing, it is different, and you don't really see any of the Rockies. But yeah. you just go to the resort and ski and come back. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so these, yeah. So you got up the the highest one, and you, yeah. you then the walk wasn't so bad after that. Well, no. So sorry, I was going to say. So I was looking. I was looking at. I've been trying to decide whether the mountains in Canada are better than the mountains in New Zealand, and I was like, I'm going to check out the height difference for them. So the highest mountain in the Rockies is Mount Robbins, Robson. Mount Robson. Yeah. Which is three. 954 3954 the highest mountain in New Zealand is 3724 so the highest peak is higher in Canada than New Zealand so ah. does that make it better maybe yeah, yeah. They, they are amazing here yeah yeah in summary yeah. amazing mountains yeah yeah I mean they I think they're reputed as some of the most beautiful both New mm. Zealand and and the rock is in Canada. They're both formed on geological faults between tectonic plates, if that helps. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's where they get pushed up, that's why they're so high and dramatic. Nice. Is, yeah, Ever- is Everest on one of those as well, then? Oh, yeah, Everest is on a crazy one where it all gets pushed up. Nice. Yeah, and the, the Alps were formed that way as well. That's all the big mountains are formed by that, the tectonic plates pushing together. Cool. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, interesting. I find interesting. Yeah, no, anyway, interesting. So, yeah, so... He worked with Trevor. He's left us. He's been in. He's had a fuss. I've taken his photo live on Calls Home, <laughs> and now he, now he's gone off, so... <laughs> Bye, Trev. It was good good to have him as a guest star. <laughs> so, yeah, got, got to the top of the first peak. So you kind of clamber your way through, and then it does, like, start getting a bit steeper at points, and then you kind of come out into an opening. So where it's all woods all the way to the top. Once you actually get to the top, it's just like rocks. There's some smaller trees at the top, but the like larger trees just kind of stop. And you're like walking over this big rock face. Um, so yeah, got to the top, took some photos, cooled down a bit, had a little chat with Grace. Um, and then, yeah, so then saw from there, you have good views to peak two and peak one. And you can, like, I could tell from there 
that the views from peak two and peak one would give me better views better views over the river and the town so yeah. made my way down to peak two um couldn't because yeah because like i said so once you get up to the top it's kind of just all rock so you once i got to the top and had to wander around i kind of lost where the path down was yeah so improvised a little bit definitely got it a little bit wrong clambered clambered down managed ended up going a little bit too low but managed to get down okay but ended up going a bit longer than i needed to um and then found my way up to peak two yeah. Um, well, how long? How long had that all taken you to go up peak one and across? Probably a good forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes to an hour to get all the way down and then back up again. Because like getting wow. d- getting down's easy, but then to get back yeah. up again, you're just going up really steep, steep bits again. Yeah. It's just really hard work. Um, but yeah, I went up peak two. Peak two was very nice. Met met some people that have were from San Francisco, have just moved to Portland, gave me a couple of places to eat in San Diego. Yeah, they were very nice. Um, always nice meeting randomers halfway up a mountain and getting some good advice off of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from there, so then from there, I then realised. So you say? So you say they were Portland? Is that- yeah, Portland, Oregon. Oh right, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. From there, yeah, saw saw could see Peak One, and Peak One is the chief. Like that is the chief. So it's uh-huh. it's a volcanic rock that has come like it's almost a large cliff face, and wow. it is it's almost like a tabletop mountain. So it's very steep to get up to. So from peak two you kind of go down into a gorge and then like I followed all the signs and you get to a ladder so it's a ladder built into the rock but it's like like iron rods knocked into the rock going up like this probably probably about 30 foot up of just this ladder going up this rock face and I was looking at it I was like that doesn't look amazing is that the uh-huh. only? Is that the only way up? And wow. saw saw a few people like looking. So as I was coming down to it, I could hear some people like cheering and motivating each other to do to do whatever I was getting to. Then saw this and was like, "Fucking hell, that looks a bit dodgy." And then the guy in front of me got about eight rungs up on the ladder and then was like, "No, nope, not doing it," and came back down. Had like just bailed on it because he was just wow. scared. like it was quite scary. Um, yeah, going up. But then I was and then the guy came over. He was like, "You doing it?" I was like, "Yep, gonna be a brave boy." And just wow. just went, just went and did it. And like as I was going up it, I thought this is fine, but I'm not already not looking forward to coming down this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so got up that ladder. I must I must just say though, it's funny that coincidence you just done that because that's what I did with our friend Woody last month. Um, as a Christmas present that Jan got us both, which was uh, the Iron Ladder Trail in uh, the Lake District that they built up a slate quarry. Yeah, that's that look. Those, and, those and so are great I'd, as well. Yeah, it sounds exactly like yours. I've never done it before, but they are well scary because it's like yeah, <laughs> it, it's a really it high ladder on, <laughs> on these rungs, and it's sort of just nailed into the rock. And uh, yeah, they, they use the Italian because in the uh, Dolomite Mountains, they told us they've got quite a lot of these. They call them uh, the Italian Via Ferrata. 
which uh, when you translate that via is road and ferrata is iron, and so they call it the Iron Way. So Crazy. it's like literally the the Iron Way that's been built into the mountain as the way to get you up. And they, so I think a lot of them are based on when they originally did it in the Dolomites to escape their enemies over the over the top of the Dolomite <laughs> mountains. So there you are, via ferrata. If anyone wants the Italian on it, but no, no sorry. I'd, it's just I'm really pleased you did that because no, I had the same experience in the in the Lake District and it was much more scary than I thought. I thought, oh, I've done rock climbing and done mountains yeah. and things. And first thing he made us do was climb down this little bit of ladder on a sheer cliff <laughs> just to see whether we had the guts to do it or yeah, not. And I, I did it, but it was a lot more scary than I thought, so yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> good way to test, good way to test, yeah. But yeah, got, got more up there. And then once I was up that, there's then like steep bits going up the rock where they've got like chains, a chain going up the side of the rock so you can kind of like pull yourself up a bit. Yeah. So I got I got up to the top of that and then um, got up a little bit further and then to get to the very, very top was like this crazy steep bit, like almost vertical and I wasn't 100% on it but I could see there was people at the top um, but then some people came up behind me and was like, no, if you go round, you can get up there. So I managed to get up there, and the view from the top of this thing was just absolutely crazy. Like, it, because it is a literal tabletop of a mountain, the 360 views all the way around you, and you can see up to peak two and up to peak three, great view of the river, great view of the peninsula coming out opposite, like, Vancouver, towards Vancouver Island, Views down to Squamish, views down to all the logging area, and down to the campsite I was at as well. And, wow, oh, sounds brilliant! Absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, oh, lovely! Yeah, what's good is you can see a lot of the places you've been or you were heading. For. Yeah, yeah, you can see the nice windy road that leads you up to this this part as well, which oh, is cool. Brilliant. So I had my lunch there. Yeah, enjoyed the view. Um, and what are these called the the, the chiefs? So they just the, the chief, mountains called the chiefs chief, one, two, and the three. Chi- the chief trail. So it was the chief peaks. Yeah, the peaks oh, trail. I put the yeah. chiefs mountains in. I keep getting a pop group called the mountain chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, have a look after the call. Yeah, really good, really really good. So then started to head down. So um, while I was up there, there was a group of lads up there that were talking about doing peaks two and three, and I said. And they were like, "Is it what are they what are they like?" And I said, "Honestly, peak two is really good. Peak three, it's kind of not worth it because peak one's the best view, and to get up there is a ball lake. Like it is, it is hard work getting up there." So I said, "Like, I'm glad I did all three. I'm really glad I did all three. But realistically, you don't need to do number three. It's just saying that you've done the highest one, which I have, which I was happy about." <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. No, yeah. great achievement yeah. to do all three, yeah. Well, yeah, then um, made my way... So then they were heading down, so I followed them, and they had come up to one first. So the way they went down was actually easier, so I didn't have to go back down the dodgy ladder, which I was very happy about. And then, so, yeah, made my way down, bought myself an ice cream from that shop at the bottom, and then, yeah, so I was... I did that whole... That whole hike took me about five and a half hours, and yeah. I definitely, like skipped my way down the mountain far too quickly and my legs were just killing me ah, fronts of your thighs yeah well fronts of my thighs yeah. just my feet bottoms of my feet hurt as well oh god yeah just all of did it you get, did you get any blisters um i wasn't too bad no because i'd got a couple of blisters in jasper so i'd already 
blister plastered them and then put plasters yeah. on my feet and I was yeah. well prepared, yeah. Two but, pairs yeah. of socks? No, one pair of socks. I've got uh, quite, I've got two quite pairs good of, trainers. Like, yeah, but two pairs of socks are good good for stopping blisters. Yeah, but my trainers are quite tight. Like, because I've not got hiking boots, yeah. I've got trainers, yeah. so two pairs of socks might get too thick. Yeah. What, what colour are the trainers? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> These are the trainers that you got me for Christmas. Ah, oh, brilliant. Ah, oh, and you're wearing them out on Rough Rocky Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing they can't navigate is snow. Apart from that, they've been brilliant. Yeah. You've left the snow behind for the time being, I hope. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Your weather, weather sounds nice in the Rockies. Oh, what you've so... had in the last few days. Yeah, like Banff is a bit colder. Jasper got warmer, and then after that, it just got really nice and warm. It's been lovely. Yeah, yeah, lovely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Friday the 31st. It was nice. Had a nice, relaxing evening, just chilled. Um, yeah. Yeah, just stayed in, had a beer, was very nice. Sounds then, a nice way to finish the month of May. Yeah, yeah, very nice. And then, yeah, Saturday the 1st of June. Yeah, realising it's the 1st of June already was cra- crazy. This year's going past too fast already. Um, so then I drove up to Whistler. Really nice drive, really, really nice yeah. drive going up there. And then parked in the town centre... So I like paid paid for a day's parking in the RV and then wandered into town. So yeah, yeah is it you said nineteen ninety six you were in? Yeah, there? so yeah, so it's uh, it's pre when they had the Winter Olympics. So they were all talking about the Winter Olympics. I think yeah, I saw, I saw yeah. the I saw the Olympic Village that they've got there. Yeah, I think yeah. So the town's probably grown a lot since we were there, but oh, we yeah, did like I'm, it. It had a nice vibe to it. Yeah, really nice vibe. So the whole the whole of Worcester is. It just lives for the mountain, doesn't it? Like yeah, it that town thrives because it's the first mountains out of Vancouver that get good snow. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's like the first good ski resort. Like it is the first mostly big they're ski lucky. resort out yeah. of Whistler. Yeah, they're most of their lucky. Occasionally, they get the rain because it's near the Atlantic. The rain snow sometimes turns to rain, but yeah, I think mostly they're lucky with good snow. Atlantic. Pacific. Pacific, sorry. Yeah. I'm just, check, just checking you away. <laughs> no, ju- uh, an opportunity to correct you on geography is one not to be missed uh, ever. Uh, nothing big, no, just muddling <laughs> that one massive ocean with another. <laughs> the finesse of any London road, but <laughs> two of the world's <laughs> biggest things. Yeah. I but remember yeah. walking through Whistler, like most cafes and bars seem to have this soft, like almost country rock music playing out. Yeah, it's like. It's very, it's like anywhere that brings, draws people in for extreme sports, like almost reminded me very, almost like Nuki, like, yeah. and it's oh, just yeah. full of Australians, so many Australians, yeah. like so, so many Australians moved there and yeah, it's really cool, like almost California in feel, like it's got that west coast of North America yeah. vibe to it. Everyone's all about the snowboarding through the winter and then mountain biking in the summer. Um, yeah, yeah, brilliant. It was. It really felt like if it when I first walked through the town, I felt like this is what the Canada in Epcot, Disney's Epcot, feels like. 
Yeah. Oh, with their big like, 360 film of O Canada. Yeah, it just feels like, but it's like it that. felt Massive very stereotypical and, Canada. Yeah. Lots of wooden fronts of buildings, yeah. views up to the mountain. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed wandering around That's the good. town. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got. Mistaken for being Australian a couple of times when I was there, I suppose because I've got a London accent. It can sound a bit Australian. They said, yeah. "Oh, you're from Australia." I said, "No, London." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you speak you speak better than me, so you probably don't have the same problem. Oh, when I, when I was up the chief, so when I was talking to those people on peak two, um, so I was talking to them, and then on my way down towards peak one, I I like caught up with a couple that were going down. And yeah. and they were like, oh, we'll let you pass. And I was like, no rush, no rush, take your time. And they were, um, was chatting with them, and I was like, oh, where are you guys from? And she was, fr- um, he was from Vancouver, she was from Staines. <laughs> and he was like, oh, where are you from? And she turned around and said, I've al- I already heard you say you're just outside of London. And I said, yeah, yeah I'm from Watford. And sh- and she looked at her boyfriend and was like, I told you he was from Watford. I told you. Was, I was like, oh, oh God. I never knew Watford had an accent. <laughs> clearly, clearly we do. Um, but yeah, wandered around, uh, wandered around Whistler Town. Uh, lots of like cool surfer brands. I like, I've worn skate brands since I was 13. So I thoroughly enjoyed looking around shops that I actually like the look of things in. No good red stuff, so I didn't buy anything. Uh, yeah. And then found a coffee shop. Do you find? Do you find an Oakley shop? There wasn't an Oakley shop. That, oh, see, that's no. probably why I didn't buy anything. But yeah. if there's a good red Oakley T-shirt, you know I'm buying it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Found a coffee shop. Chilled in there for a bit, just on my laptop there because I needed to charge it up. Um, and met um, met a guy in there. And a local guy, and I, I asked him, like, what, I need to park my RV overnight somewhere tonight. I don't want to, like, there's no free parking in Whistler. They really hate the RVs there. There's no oh. Walmart there that you can park for free. And they're really strict on where you can and can't park. And oh. because of that, the RV parks charge ridiculous prices. So whereas I've been paying 20 to $30... The RV parks in Whistler are sixty to seventy dollars wow. because they know like the law enforcement's trying to push people into them, so they're just charging too much. But yeah. he, he gave me a good bit of a, a good tip of somewhere to park, which was nice. But then I'm obviously trying to edit a podcast, and he's a nice, polite Canadian, and he's kept making conversation with me. <laughs> <laughs> so as much as it was nice to hear about how well his paint. His wood wood cabin paint business is going. <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of done with your conversation now, mate. <laughs> but he was very nice. Um, yeah, and he wasn't related to the police chief who happens to own the trailer parks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, he's, he's going to know where I'm camping now. I can't be too rich. <laughs> so, and then... Charged up my laptop and then went back to the RV. So I was just just killing time on this day. I'd like wandered around Whistler and was just just mooching around. I didn't want to go up to this place where I was camping too early. But just as I was getting back to the RV, um, so we play Hearthstone, an online online game called Hearthstone. You've probably seen me playing it when I was back home. But so everyone, all the like T Bird, Big T, were round Fem's house playing Hearthstone. And on the app, 
I can log in and watch the game that they're playing. <laughs> so I logged in, was watching their game. They had me on speakerphone in the middle of the living room, and I got to play a play a couple of rounds of Hearthstone, watching them play, which was really okay. cool. Really cool. Yeah. So it was like it was like nearly midnight there, and yeah, it was nice to just like do a gr- like get in on a group activity ah, because. Brilliant. Because I could do it over the internet. I really, really enjoyed uh, that. Yeah, so I know you wish you were there, but you were there. Yeah, all, yeah. All bit using technology to beam you down into their room. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Oh, great stuff. So oh, well, yeah. Well, we've taken Grandad to Cornwall in, later in June. We'll have to get you in on a game of Yahtzee. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I'd be well up for that. Oh, well, we'll have to work that out, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah I'll Skype in. Can yeah. do that. Um, so... Are there, yeah, children in the RV for a bit? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just looking ahead when we're in Cornwall. You'll be on your way to San Diego, in San Diego. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah, in the world, brilliant. There, You're heading yeah. to San Diego and we're heading to Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> Loving that West Coast life, both of us. Yeah, I, I hasten to add, I have got my diary open so that I can be planning and tracking things if they come up on this call. <laughs> <laughs> um, my file effects diary, as you know. <laughs> you'll hear about you'll hear in Andy's conversation which is the week before yours where I talk about being over organised and always structuring my time very well and how that's uh, always come from you <laughs> oh well it does say in my diary today uh, first thing it says is that it's Eid I think it's Eid today it so Eid moved back to anyone that's uh, uh, the end of Ramadan and then no, 7 o'clock 7 o'clock call Sam and 7.30 Jan's in the gym and then <laughs> Then I'm heading off to work later today, but more of that maybe if, if you ask what I'm up to. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so chilled in the RV for a little bit, went back into town, had a beer and some nachos, charged up the laptop again, and watched uh, some of the hockey. Ice hockey's on all the bloody time, literally all the time. Oh, yeah, seems. they love it in Canada. I think it's the playoffs they? at the moment. So, yeah. Oh, um, so then... Made my way up to up to this area that Eric had suggested earlier in the day. Um, he, it's like off the beaten path. It just it's a road that like, but all the houses that back that um, look over the lake are along this back road, and there's hiking trails that go off of it. So I saw a couple of spots that I thought, oh, um, I could park there. I could park there, um, but I wanted to get like a little bit further out the way. And then rounded this corner and just saw the perfect spot, like a lay-by that overlooked the valley with views over Whistler Town and the ski runs. Oh, it was yeah. just, yeah, such a nice scenic spot. There was already a car in the lay-by as well. And I like, got out my RV as if I wasn't going to spend the night there and went and looked at the sign and realised that the guy in that car had also put his back seats down and was lying down. And I was like, OK, this could be a good camp spot. Um... So yeah, so I was like, this is me, this is me for the night. Like, it wasn't quite even ground, but even enough that it was going to do me okay. So kind of, yeah, settled in, settled in for the night, and after about after about half an hour or so, I was like, I'm quite warm. So I went to open the door, to so the, the door to the RV's got like a good fly mesh over it. So I was going to open the door, put the fly mesh. As I opened the door, there was a black bear... literally six feet away from the door like he must have just been walking past as I opened the door and I think we both scared each other a little bit and he quickly scampered off 
So I was fine. I didn't need to get the bear spray out or anything. He quickly scampered off. And I I just kind of stood there. But yeah, as I opened the door, it was like this just big shadow of a bear right in front of me. And yeah. Oh, but... The adult bears look pretty big, don't they, I guess? Yeah, it didn't half scare the shit out of me. That's amazing. Unbelievable. And you're that near to a big town like Whistler. Yeah. Yeah, the, no, the guy shows, um, that gave us a lift back from the end of the kayaking river said that all the bears around that area are fine. Like, black bears are quite weedy anyway, but he said all yeah. the ones near Whistler are a bit scaredy, so you would have been fine. But, yeah, just opening uh, the door and a bear just being right there. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, even though he says they're friendly. You're yeah, he's still not going to piss one off, do oh. you? Yeah, but that's, that's great that you... You've camped in a like little place like that, unofficial, and uh, yeah. and then you've opened your door and said hello to a big black bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so undisturbed the rest of the night. It was absolutely fine. I was a little bit worried about it being out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but yeah, that was that was a good night. And then Sunday, the second of June, yesterday, yesterday. Um, for, so for you, yeah, the day before yesterday for me. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time difference is great. Yeah, so yeah. yesterday. Yesterday, so woke up and there was about five cars in the lay-by when I'd woken up of a few people camping. So <laughs> clearly trend setting there. Um, and drove. So t- this day I was kayaking. This is my kayaking day. So drove down from the from the place I camped down to the park so the kayaking base is in this park um, drove down there parked up um, looked like a tiny little free car park there and I didn't want to miss out on a free space so parked there had my coffee and my cereal and about nine-ish just walked strolled down strolled down to the lake uh, the kayak people still weren't open uh, but then about 9.15 I strolled up to the thing and they were, they, uh, were just like just setting up and I said, like, I'm I'm booked in for 10.30. I know it's only quarter past nine now, but I know you do a, a load going at 9.30. I said, I don't know what your numbers are like. I don't know what the setup of the day is going to be, but I'm flexible. I can do it. I don't mind hanging out here or what. And he was like, well, yeah. And he, like, looked at the book. And he was like, you're the only one booked in at this point. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he was like, you can go at 9.30 if you want. You can wait till 10.30. I was like, no, nah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ah, brilliant. So he so, got, got. Have you done it before? Have you kayaked? So kayak before? it. So I'm sure I have at some point. I couldn't really remember when, but like no, I'm I sure I had remember a you doing it. Paddle around on a boat, um, down at the King's Head, like. But like, no, I didn't even go up the river then. But yeah, like it's just paddling, isn't it? Like I've rowed a boat before. It's different to rowing. Now I can row, but I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a kayaker. Yeah, I, I don't know. I felt I felt overly confident about it. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so he gave me like the river safety spiel. He gave me a few paddling tips. He showed me the map of the route I was going to do. Um, set me up. Got a brand new kayak apparently. Um, so sat in there, and just as he was saying, yeah, like go across the lake, and then you'll find the river. Um, just as I was literally about to set off, he was like, oh, one second. Oh, oh, my boss, my boss wants to talk to me. And he said, oh, the boss, boss lady's here. I was like, okay. He was like, just wait here. So I was like, just like, like 
next to the pontoon. I was sat in the car. I was like pushing myself around, practicing paddling a little bit, and then the conversation were like wasn't quick. So then I like brought myself back over to the edge and was just like earwigging, and she like saw me looking and was like, "Don't worry, sir. It, everything's okay. We'll be with you in a minute." <laughs> and, and then I overheard her say, "Is he an expert paddler?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, he's done it before." <laughs> and she and she used the phrase, "It's full flood at the moment." And the guy, God. the guy had already told me that the water levels are high, and I have to get out and walk, um, have to yeah. like put the boat on this like trolley thing and take it around this thing because you can't get underneath a bridge. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." So when I came, when he then came back, I was like, "Mate, what's going on?" And he was like, okay, well, yeah, the the water level is crazy high. We've just had a call. It is moving really quickly. He was like, so what we're going to do is we're going to give you an extra hour for free. It's like, brilliant. He was like, what, mm-hmm. what, what we're going to do is I'm going to come to the end of the pontoon. I'll run some paddling drills with you just so I feel confident that you can do this. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're going out on your own. Like, if there was a group of you, we wouldn't be so worried. But because you're on your own, we're j- I just want to be confident that you're going to be okay. And then take a good half hour out on the lake, really get comfortable with the boat, and then get into the running water of the stream. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Not as full of confidence anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, did, like, some turning drills and stuff. And he said, yeah, like, he said, you're, you've clearly got the strength to do this. You You should be fine. He was like, just make sure you're turning. So you don't end up in the bushes all the time. You'll be all right. Okay, <laughs> okay. Here we here we go. So got myself out onto the lake, which was nice. I'd completely forgotten that I'm not a big fan of deep water. Like I don't really like deep open water, but I kind of just got on with it and was fine. Went over to the lake houses, so I was actually camped on the other side of this lake, up behind these lake houses mm-hmm. the night before. But these yeah. lake these lake houses are absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Like really, really nice place to live or have a holiday home. Like nice, like set up into the hill, gardens coming down, and then pontoons into the lake. Yeah. And some wow. of the some of the pontoons have got like little boat engines on them, so mm. you could like have a few of you sitting out on the deck detach the deck and then drive your deck into oh. the middle of the lake oh brilliant <laughs> there's a there was a couple uh came kayaking out of somewhere and i was like is that so you can drive into the lake he was like yes but they're all illegal you're not allowed to have any motorized engines on this lake <laughs> <laughs> oh that's sneaky isn't it <laughs> but yeah i definitely would um but yeah so then you felt confident enough so like but I also was like, I've got an extra hour. I really want to take my time here. So I found, found my way down to the river. And, like, it was flowing. But it wasn't white water rapids. And, like, I know one thing that will instantly make you understand exactly what it was like. The lazy river. The lazy oh, wow. river at Blizzard Breach. Yeah. In Florida. That's the sort of speed we were going at. Like, yeah, but that flows quite fast. Yeah, I know, but like not fast enough that I should be no. really worried. But no. like, but it was like just at a nice pace. So a lot of the time, I wasn't paddling forwards. I was just steering just and like let, letting it go. Let the boat just move down with the flow. Yeah, yeah. it was so. Oh, it was just so Lovely. nice. It was just. It was so peaceful and serene and 
going along this river and like all the nice lily pads with their flowers out oh, and like the sound of the sound of the birds and like the little bit I had to walk wasn't bad I like just had to drag mm. the boat on this like little wooden trolley thing down this cycle path that was the hardest part of it yeah I bet <laughs> it was yeah. got back in. so when when I got out the boat when I was getting out the boat to start this walk so I was like getting in and out is definitely the hardest part so I like put yeah. my put my phone on the side straight away because that's the first <laughs> thing that's going to go in and as I got out the pocket of my swimming trunks I was wearing got hooked ah. in the kayak. <laughs> so there's me, ah. like, lying on my belly on the on the decking, stuck half in the kayak. Ah. <laughs> ah. I was quite glad that, like, I, don't, I was glad that no one could see me, but also, like, definitely could have used a hand from someone. At some ah. kind of, like, Sounds like a... just a thing I would have done. <laughs> so I like, had to half lean back in, unhook myself and get get my kayak out oh no <laughs> but after that it was absolutely lovely so yeah i really wanted to like it's hard to tell because like when you're doing like a hiring a bike or something you know how far you've got to get and you know yeah. when you've got to get back or when you hire a boat in hyde park you know you've got an hour so you get back to the same point yeah. but this oh is yeah a... make it to the make it serpentine bridge and back yeah so so this is like you I don't know how far away this pickup point nah. is. So, but I was like, I've got an extra hour. There's no way I'm gonna get there without time to spare. So yeah. I really, really took my time down this lovely river, and like the sun was shining, views of the mountains. It was just, oh, it was like pure chill. I absolutely oh, yeah. loved it. Yeah, you um, posted a picture of you looking at your yeah. feet when you got your feet up looking at beautiful views. That was yeah, on so, this trip, was it? Yeah, so that's so. Once I got, I rounded the corner and saw the park, and he said, "Once yeah. you see the park, you know you're nearly there." So I was like, "I've still got an hour. I've got a whole oh, hour." I see. Yeah. So I went down a little bit further, so I was out of sight of the park because I wanted a little bit of seclusion. I like managed to paddle a bit, like into this like little alcove where the river wasn't flowing as quickly managed to then reverse paddle as fast as i could into the bushes oh, well managed done. to then wedge my paddles either side like into the bushes either side of me so that yeah. then like the the paddle against my chest was stopping the boat from flowing away from the river like sc- got my feet out of the kayak scooted my butt down and was just lying there sunbathing for an hour Ah, so that's where the picture was. Wasn't yeah, that's me. Like, uh, I was like, yeah, I've got an hour that. left. I'm just gonna chill. Well, that's yeah. very genius of you, back reverse paddling into a little secluded spot like that. Well, because I wanted to like sunbathe and potentially have a little sleep. Yeah. So I didn't want to have to like hold on to something and no. get, potentially get uh-huh. drifted away. Yeah. Genius. And so they picked you up. You didn't have to paddle back up against the current then. No. So so yeah. Then you go a little bit further. You get out and then he chucks your boat on the back of a on the back of a trailer and then you jump in the minibus and he drives you back up there. That's brilliant. So, so you'll nice. go da- downstream and you don't have to do the hard work. So downstream. nice, yeah. yeah I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved oh, it. it was great. Amazing. God, good couple of days you've had with the uh, yeah with the chief, was... the chiefs, and then your your kayaking. It's amazing. Yeah, the kayaking was good because it was kind of a bit of a surprise my end because yeah. I was going to go to Vancouver Island with the RV, but then redirected and planned this kayaking thing the kayaking was yeah. 55 quid and yeah. i got the extra hour free with it as well so i was out there for like a good three and a half hours yeah and yeah well worth it so so good 
Yeah, that um, was brilliant. But yeah, that was nice. And then, oh, when I when I got back to my RV, I was just like on the phone to Millie. I was just getting into the driver's seat, and yeah. I noticed that there's something on my windshield. I've got a ticket. Oh no! Got a ticket, and I was like freaking out about it. I was like, "Fuck's sake!" Got a ticket. Like, I don't want to be spending more money than I want, than I need to. Got, a t- but then it was just a warning ticket. It was oh, a, right. it was from Whistler Council for yeah. occupying more than one parking space. Oh, Next I time see. I do it, I'll get fined. Oh, that's good of them. <laughs> yes. So I just got awarded, yeah. But I'm proper freaked out about it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, it was all fine. Yeah, that's a good idea doing a warning thing. I've never heard of that anywhere. Rather yeah. than just slapping you straight. Oh, and there was also reasonable. Also underneath, yeah. um, underneath the ticket was a leaflet saying you're not allowed to park overnight here. Uh-huh. Like, like you're you're not in these. Here's a list of the RV parks you can park at, but this is not an overnight parking space. Yeah, and I was like, I know, <laughs> I know. I've already got away with parking overnight somewhere in Whistler. Thank you very much. <laughs> ah, brilliant. Lucky then. <laughs> yeah. Lucky yeah. on both fronts. You overnight, and then not. You could have got done for your overnight, and um, then got done for your two spaces when you were there. Well, yeah, it was all fine. It was all fine. Yeah. Ah, brilliant. Well, yeah, really nice. Yeah, really nice. I then drove down to Vancouver North Shore. Yeah, that was Sunday. Oh, and that evening, D-Man sent over the new logo. I love it. Oh, it's Great. so good, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, so, really good. so good. Very striking. Like, you look oh, at all your WhatsApps and there's this big red thing and then you, you open <laughs> up and you see what it is and I love the beard. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, it's nice, just, nice one, it's D-Man. It's so <laughs> unbelievably perfect. I'm just in yeah. love with it. Yeah. yeah, me and Jen last night, I said, oh, have you seen Sam's new logo? She said, yeah, just seen it. So it's great. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, well done. Yeah, good stuff. Um, and so now you're in now you're in South Vancouver, are you? Yeah, so well this morning I left I left the mall car park nice and early before Eric got to work and uh I drove down to Ambleside Park. Yeah. Ambleside Park. It's a little park just on the on the northern shore. Um so I, there there's a pitch and putt. I wanted to play I wanted to play some more golf. And I found yeah. online there's a nice little pitching putt. It was pretty cheap. It was only $25 to hire clubs, buy a few balls and play 18 holes of pitching putt. Oh, lovely, which was really, yeah. really nice. Yeah, it got down there. I got there a bit early, parked in the car park there, went for a wander around the park. Um, got there. And then, yeah, so, yeah, so when I was getting in, just about to, just going into the clubhouse, a lady, the English woman, English woman that was there, like nice old English woman. She must have been about seventy, seventy-five, and she seemed nice at first. But then, just like just we were chatting, um, and she was like, "Yeah, just you know, I, I don't really miss England because it's just become overrun." <laughs> and I was like, "Um, sorry, what?" And you know, you know, someone's a racist when they say, yeah. "I'm not, I'm not a racist, but." <laughs> I'm not a racist, but you, we, we're just getting outnumbered. That's why we came over here. So, so I said, but doesn't doesn't that mean you've just brought the problem here? Because now you're an immigrant here. <laughs> and she and she said, well, at least we've got the same queen. <laughs> and she sounds it, confused. And it was at that point that I thought, I'm going to leave this conversation. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll just just put on my birthday list. Maybe you can buy it off by uh, Michael Palin's latest book, and he's doing a series. Talk, and he talks about 
um, that people need to realise the benefits of travel and of migration. Yeah. People, and so, because he's one of the best travellers, he's my inspiration. And I was thinking of you with some of the things that I was reading in his, in his article yesterday in the paper. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, yes. well done. It just shows shows the benefit of uh, what what you've seen in life with your your travelling and your understanding yeah. of the people you met. Oh yeah. dear. Um, but yeah, I played my round of golf. Like it, it did annoy me. It did, I was annoyed playing golf with this old lady in the golf shop, but I still enjoyed my time in the sun. It was nice. And yeah, then good. Drove down, drove the RV down to here, and I, was, I got here. No, well, after the golf, I had lunch in the RV in the car park there. Had a little wander around the park again. I drove here. I must have. I've been here since about two p.m. And yeah. I was like, I've literally spent the whole afternoon just in the RV, tidying up, un like getting all the stuff out of the cupboards, packing up all my stuff. I've like the the RV company says, give it back to us clean, or we're going to charge you one hundred and seventy five dollars housekeeping fee. And I don't want to <laughs> charge that, so I've cleaned nah. this cleaned this thing well very done. very well. Um, but yeah, like I was so spread out in this thing, I can't believe like, I had stuff in all the cupboards. Like, yeah, and it's lovely. So yeah, my bag is packed. I f- like it felt like packing again, like packing yeah. when I first left home. Like, yeah, yeah. It, like this, you... this level well, of my journey yeah. has come to an end. Well, it's sixteenth of May. How long's that? You must be over two weeks. Yeah, it's, well, it's nineteen nights. Tonight is yeah. night number nineteen, so it'll be twenty well. days. Yeah, sounds like it's been amazing. Oh, and on that note, do you want Spanish phrase of the week? Yeah, give us Spanish phrase of the week. Estoy triste, adiós casa rodante. Estoy triste, adiós casa rodante. To travel, um, it's time to say goodbye to my touring travels. Some something like that. So, triste is sad. Is ah. est, estoy triste. I am sad. Adios, casa rodante. So instead of RV, they say house trailer. So oh yeah, yeah. Trailer house. Adios. Oh, casa, casa, yeah. Casa rodante. Estoy triste. Adios, casa rodante. Which is, ah. I'm sad. Goodbye, RV. <laughs> ah, it's a nice long sentence as well. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's ah. just it's been so good. Yeah, it's been well, so so good. Tomorrow I will put in the last bit of fuel and then be able to figure out how much it's actually cost me in fuel. But worth every penny. Like this is yeah, this has just been one of the most amazing things I've ever done. Brilliant in my whole yeah. life. Yeah, ah, good, it's been, brilliant. It's been absolutely phenomenal. But uh, yeah, just think, there's nothing stopping you doing it again one day. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, like, Who knows? Yeah, it's made, me, made me want to do it. I've got to persuade Jan to, to go camper van trailer because it sounds like it is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's been good. I don't know, there's lots of nice hotels along the way. Oh, I know Jan che- prefers a nice hotel. Oh, well, it doesn't have to be a nice hotel. A little bed and breakfast do yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I just like love the love all the hearing and seeing the pictures. Yeah. Hearing your tales and seeing the pictures have been amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. So, so it's... Uh, Explore Vancouver time next, I guess, is it? Yeah, into Vancouver. So what's happening next? So I'm into Vancouver for three nights. So I drop this thing off in the morning, um, into Vancouver for three nights, and then I'm off to Vancouver Island for a week. Wow. Yeah. I'll, yeah, Never. we never went there. We stayed in Vancouver and we had relatives there and we, they showed us some of it. We love the city, so I'm sure you will. Um, mm. But yeah, Vancouver Island's 
huge, isn't it? It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How brilliant! How mm. well enjoy the next few days. Yeah, super good. And uh, don't don't be sad about leaving the trailer behind because oh, I know, you know, I know. The I beginning, am, beginning but... of one episode marks the start of another one. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just been so good. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. There's many more adventures ahead, but this this has just been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Well done. And and you got when you think before six in May how nervous you were about driving a vehicle as massive as <laughs> no, on, a, on a Canadian road and everything <laughs> like, else. I'm reverse really parking and... this thing now and like just driving around cities in it and it's it's all fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, but that's a whole new thing as well. You'd, you'd be confident to drive. If you can drive one of those across Canada, then you can do yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well I done. Love it. I love very it. Pr- very proud of you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. And and envious. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's what's happening in the UK? Well, I could mention one person whose name begins with T and ends in P, and it's it's a new, new a noise that a trumpet makes. <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mr. Trump is in London, and that's dominating everything. And all it will affect me today is working out how I'll drive my taxi later and avoid road closures and <laughs> demonstrations and things. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I don't want to talk about him. No. Um, we but, we try but, and avoid politics on calls home here, but you can use yeah. it as a segue into into your into your. But, but it, yeah, it's already affected my working life because so on the on Sunday two uh, day before they no two days before I saw it Saturday they'd they'd already set up roadblocks in Regent's Park. So you know normally you can drive around Regent's Park. There's a road goes all the way around yeah. the outside. Couldn't do that from Saturday onwards because they had literally built a whole new fence around the American ambassador's house. So it's already got massive fences, but this time they didn't just do it around the house, they blocked the road as well. So <laughs> you can't drive around Regent's Park at the moment, you couldn't two days before. We so, should probably um, say, what, what do you do for a job, Dad? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, uh, I worked 36 years for Royal Mail and then uh, I took my retirement, early retirement and been a taxi driver in London since, um, since January. So absolutely loving it, got my brand new... I think um, calling yourself a taxi driver is underselling it a little bit. Oh, it's a London, a London black cab driver. There you go, there you go. It, in all surveys they do of taxis around the world, every time the London black cab drivers come up as the elite in every respect. So, yeah, very proud to be a, a proper professional London cab driver. And like, it, I actually really look forward to going to work. So like, I'm going to do my garden in a minute I when I finish it. the call with you. Then later on today I'll, I'll work from lunchtime through to about midnight. And I uh, absolutely love it. I was so worried that you like weren't gonna like it because I know. You, yeah, I remember you said you to me, didn't you? Thoroughly doing enjoyed the doing the knowledge, yeah, and doing like, the knowledge is one thing; driving a cab's another. Yeah, but I'm so glad you like it. Yeah, so glad yeah I still like help it. people with the knowledge. I, I, I'm going round to a friend's house tomorrow. What's to the knowledge? Help. What's so the, the knowledge, Dad? Yeah, yeah. Well, funny enough, whenever I give Americans and Canadians a lift, we, sometimes we get round to that subject. So I then I hate, how, about I hate how many people I've already told about the knowledge out here. Yeah. <laughs> so to be a London black cab driver, you have to do what's called the knowledge, which is learning thirty. It comes by the time you finished it, you've learnt thirty thousand places or points of interest, and uh, where they are, and then you learn the twenty-five thousand roads that link them together. So you, you work through these blue books that give you 100, 320 routes, which took me three years while I was working, still full-time. So I was a, a senior manager and going out every weekend on the push bike, cycling London's roads. And then uh, then that culminates in passing a written test, which then qualifies you to do the face-to-face exams, where you sit in front of an examiner and they say, right, uh, 
where is uh, the American Ambassador's house? And I'd say Regent's Park. They say, take me from the American Ambassador's house to Buckingham Palace. And I would have to name every road. And uh, I did 16 of these exams, and they're the toughest thing I've ever done. I've done, done many tough things in my, my old job. But I used to get so, well, you know, I used to get so nervous for these exams. And, and mm. getting through on 16 is pretty good. The minimum you can get through on is 12, and some people are on sort of 30 exams. So, yeah, I was pleased with it, but it was tough. And it culminates in getting your green badge, which is the proud little metal badge which any London black cab driver wears to, to show, show that they pass the knowledge. Amazing. And I'm, I'm number 79,382, so I look out for any that start with <laughs> 79, and I know that there might be some of my buddies that pass the knowledge, because it built up a whole community of people that I did the knowledge with. Absolutely fantastic job, so uh, but yeah. very hard to get into. And uh, it's getting busy now. So you ask what's happening, it's a Chelsea Flower Show was last week, and the old taxi drivers always say, once you get to Chelsea Flower Show in May, then you, then you know you're getting into the busy times for the summer, and it's true. So uh, that, yeah, I, that's suppose sort of great. It, I suppose it is seasonal as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of them Americans and Canadians are, are over now. So they tend to have their holidays early summer. Yeah. Um, lots of Korean Koreans. Nice. Uh, Piccadilly cool. Circus was shut the other day because um, they opened a brand new advert on the big electric boards there for Hyundai, and it was featuring the band K-pop. Yeah, who are abs- absolutely massive. And so uh, there, there must have been about 2,000 people, a lot of them South Koreans, filling that square, just waiting for the advert to be turned on with the K-pop band members in this massive advert Hyundai. So if anyone's around Piccadilly Circle, that's worth a look. And you'll certainly see plenty of uh, South Koreans taking photos. So just London's so varied, you know. Trump, Trump's visit is a pain, but for me today, I was already planning where I'll go to avoid the busy traffic there and... The Chelsea Flower Show was great. I was picking up people from there, and and then you're taking South Koreans who want to go to Piccadilly. They don't. They don't say Piccadilly Circus. They say Piccadilly, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's brilliant. Great. I've got. Um, so I put out the call on the at Calls Home Instagram for questions to you. Any oh yeah. Questions that that people might ask. I'll ask you. I'm nervous about this because you haven't given me any clue as to what they're going to be. No, I haven't prepped you at all. I thought it would be way more fun to do it this way. Well, first, what's the the worst thing about your job? What's the thing you dislike the most so far? Uh, I'm going to ask you what the best thing is in a minute anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when people say, oh, I'd hate to drive in London, I say, no, I love it because I've I've got a mindset that nothing stresses me. So I just accept that there's loads of... Bad drivers, bad pedestrians, yeah, va- vans. Uh, there's so many things that people are going to do crazy things that could easily upset you. That nothing upsets me. <laughs> Busy traffic, I see it as a challenge to find my way around it. What's uh, the so worst that, thing? Tell me a bad thing about it. The, the worst thing, I think the worst thing is roadworks and unannounced roadworks. So I, I look online at various um, things on Twitter and um, Facebook and all that to find out where all the planned roadworks is. But all these little local sort of schemes that suddenly are just about to do, like, you're just about to drive down Shaftesbury Avenue and do a right into Great Windmill Street, which is a great cut through Soho, and all of a sudden it's shut and there's been nothing on the traffic news and nothing on any social media about it. And <laughs> you think, oh, no. So all the time I'm looking out for these and in my little notebook I know where they all are so that like, I make sure I avoid them. So, yeah, yeah, roadworks. Roadworks. Not, bi- not the big ones that you know about because they can be there months and you learn to avoid them. It's the little ones that seem to appear for two days and have no one working on them and then they're gone. 
What's the What's the best thing? You said lots of things you like. What's the What's the very best thing about doing your I think the best thing, I think the best thing is just like cruising around London in this beautiful new cab I've got. It feels like you're driving a Range Rover and the sun's shining and London's looking fantastic. So I think it's getting paid to do something you love, which is like driving around London, so meeting good. meeting people. I think I just I almost feel like I'm cheating. Because I'm, you know, the money, yes. if you work hard, the money's good. You do have to work. You can't just sit in a taxi rank all day. I never do. Yeah. That's boring. I work hard, I drive to where the work's going to be, different times of day, different places. Got a spreadsheet of where all the theatre shows, all the times the theatre shows finish, so I roll up at a theatre just when the show's coming out, guarantee me work. So it's just crew. So you say the best the best thing is being paid to do something I love, driving around London, and now the weather's nice and we've got lots of daylight, it's even better. I love it. Okay, so let's start with... An easy one. Oh, there's so many. That. I've got a few. I've got a few. So, Andy, last week, said that he was staying in London, and he was staying in Nassau Street. N-A-S-S-A-U yeah, Street. I know, just off Mortimer Street. It is just yeah. off Mortimer Street. Yeah, you nailed it. I had it, I had it on Google already. <laughs> yeah. yeah Andy said um, that I'll test you, because it is just a nothing street. There's, like, nothing down yeah. it. I had it in an in an appearance in an exam. Take me from uh, Nassau Road to Nassau Street, and I, I knew Nassau Street. I didn't know Nassau Road. It's a little road way out in near Barnes. Um, so she, when I didn't get that, she she's I drop you lose a point if you don't know the street. And then she asked me. I think it was um, Verdon. Uh, that one begin with V down there. It was road next to it. And then I suddenly I knew it. And I that I did really well on that and got a B in that particular exam. Yeah, it's one way northbound goes up from Mortimer Street to um, I think it's Foley Street. No, Riding House Street. I think. Um, I'll give you one guess at who asked this question. Uh, only thirteen percent of London's blue plaques represent women. Can you name and locate three of them? Amy Johnson in Hendon Way. You'll see that as you come home, sort of towards Brent Cross up Finchley Road. Oh, that's the one that immediately springs to me. She's a famous aviator. Oh, there's, there's Agatha. I can think of the Agatha Christie statue. Crumbs. I've got I've got an app of all the blue plaques in London, but I won't cheat and look at that. No, I think that's stumped me. I can only think of three off the top of my head. Yeah, go on. You, only, you only need three. No, no, I can only think of one off the top of my head. I've oh, got Amy no. Johnson straight away. Um, I've let you down there, I think. Guess who asked that question? Grace. Yeah, of course it fucking was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, she's going to kill me when I see her on Thursday. Uh, I'll, uh, no, I won't, I won't space time trying to them and oh, I can't think of them. There's loads. Oh, yeah, no. No, no, Amy Johnson. She, she's an inspirational woman. And that came to mind straight away. <laughs> I'm fluffing here, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Grace. Sorry, Grace. Yeah. I knew I should have prepped you. She's gonna be disappointed uh, now. Ah, oh, no. She, yeah, <laughs> she won't be disappointed. She'll tell me off. Yeah, Grace I know. Is, is your sister and my daughter? In case anyone's wondering. Yeah, she's been on the podcast. People know who she is. Oh, of course she has. Yeah. Um, what we got? Millie asks, "Take me to Dina's Cat Cafe." That's uh, Bethnal Green Road, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked it up. Oh no, that's uh, yeah, yeah. It's Lady Lady Diners Be- Cat Emporium in Bethnal Green Road. I'm pretty, I'm absolutely certain of it because I remember it was a point. I told Jan about it. So 
is a cafe with cats in. There's two I know of in London. One, one's uh, in Shoreditch, and this one's just to the east of Shoreditch and Bethnal Green Road. So nailed that one, mate. Brilliant. Um, Rasheen and many others ask, who is the most famous person you've picked up? Uh, it's got to be Jamie Oliver, I think. The, nice. I use I use a couple of apps. On my taxi came up, and uh, I just just had lunch with Jan and her dad at uh, Alexandra Palace. I was driving down through Crouch End. The app came up, and when you do the app, you have to press the button quick on your phone. You just press it. I don't look where I'm going. Then then I sort of pulled over, see where who it was, and it said Jamie Oliver, pick up from Alexandra Palace. So I rang Jan and said, I'm heading back to Ali Pali. Um, and it says Jamie Oliver. I said, I wonder if it's the real Jamie Oliver. Yeah. And it was. And, uh, I got up there and he's standing on the side of the street with his wife and three of his uh, daughters and uh, had to take him home to a very nice house in Highgate. And he was really chatty. I didn't tell him I recognised him. I, my policy with people I recognise that famous is just to play it cool and be normal and treat Love them very it. respectfully. So, so good. he was chat- asking me all about my electric cab and... And he was nice with his kids. He, he was lovely. Very down-to-earth, normal. You said he tipped well as well, didn't you? He did, yeah. He's automatically got... I won't give it away because that's probably confidential to him, but <laughs> you on, my, on the My Taxi app, you can select how much tip you want to go, and it was generous. Cool. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's the most famous. Derek Jacobi the other day, a famous actor. Um, nice. And a uh, guy... I've forgotten his surname. The bloke who wrote all the songs with Robbie Williams. He'd oh, written right. Angels and everything. Yeah. Zoe, yeah, Zoe asked, which I thought I really like, what celeb would you like to pick up? Who who would be your favourite person that you could pick up? I, I think, funny enough, he came up in the call earlier. Palin. Michael, Michael Palin. Cause, cause I reckon, just... you, said, you, said, you said just now you, you like playing it cool and not knowing, not, not letting them know that you know. Oh, if, Palin to, got, if Palin got in the cab. Yeah. You'd have, have to. You'd have I'd, to. I'd, yeah, but how I'd do it would be, I think, because I did read in the paper the person's interviewed him four times or something. Says he's the nicest man in show business, and nothing he's ever done in these interviews has ever like made them think different. And I think Palin would just be chatty. And I said, I'd, how I'd link into it is say because he was president of the Royal Geographical Society, and I'm a member of the Royal Geographical Society, and I I go to their lectures just for the fun of it. You can just turn up and mm. for free if you're a member. So I probably would use a little lead in saying, oh, um, you know, I'm a member of the Royal Geographical Society. I love the Monday night lectures and uh, just lead into it like that. Because <laughs> for, for him to have a cabbie to say that they go to RGS Monday evening lectures, he'd, he'd love that. And I think there'd be no stopping him. Then we'd be talking about travel and everything. <laughs> so, right. yeah, you've got me. Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll, let, I'll let you know if, if ever that happens. Nice. Um, Sabrina asked a lot of questions. Um one was, how do you remember it all? And I assume that's just because you worked really bloody hard for it. It is, but you know, I don't think you can possibly remember it without systems and processes and things. So, lots yeah, of sketches, you, lots sketches. Of I, I got on the map. Nick, yeah, I got nicknames Sketch Dave because I used to do sketch maps of places with the points. So some examiners will focus in on a, an area like Mayfair, or they're just focusing on a square with loads of embassies and restaurants or whatever. I used to do sketch maps of where they all were and then I'd share them on uh, social media and people loved them. They used to say, I'm oh, so helpful. They called me Sketch Dave. I love and it. Then, and then to remember streets, you'd nearly always be word. Of, so once you said Nassau Street, I, I thought, oh, Nassau, I can't remember where it is in the world, but um, but it just sort of linked to that, that place in the world or you, you have little little sayings for remember streets. Um, uh, li- little apples grow quickly. 
is the order the theatres appear on Shaftesbury Avenue, the, the lyric, Apollo, Gilgood, Queens, little apples grow quickly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, houses, bit of yeah, memory but, palace use. Bit yeah, of, people, yeah, people, yeah, I remember one of the first runs I did, I couldn't, couldn't remember, um, uh, you know, the roads and chance, chance, it was Edith Road, I think, and Jan said, think of Edith, think of Auntie Edith, I think it was, standing on the corner. And so when you drive up there and you're picturing it when you're trying to call it in the knowledge, you think of the person standing on the corner. And you helped me with, um, what's his name? What's the book Darren you got Brown. Darren Brown. Darren Brown. Yeah. That's, that's one of his techniques as well. Yeah. So yeah. that And that chapter you referred me to in Darren Brown, that's all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there's no way. You can't just remember it by working hard. You've got to have whatever te- techniques suit you, so sketch yeah. maps. Word associations, people associations help you remember the names. The names, you can remember street often, but can't remember the name of it. So you need these little techniques to, to learn the names. Have you, she also asks, are you allowed to use a sat-nav and have you ever been lost? Uh, in the knowledge, you can't use a sat-nav. You can, you can define your way, but you absolutely can't because that's the idea. But once you're a taxi driver, I use Google Maps and Cabbies Mate all the time. So Cabbies Mate is an A to Z map of London on my phone. And Google Maps, Google Maps is useful because you it is accurate on the traffic. Mm. Um, where it's not useful, it, it doesn't assume bus lanes. So Google Maps will sometimes give you a route, um, but I can do it much quicker by doing a maybe slightly different way because taxis yeah, are allowed, black cabs are allowed in. in yeah. So you have to merge the. Yeah, but it, you'd be crazy to drive a black cab and not not use sat nav, but you don't need it necessarily. Have I been lost? No, I don't think I have. That's that's amazing. I was hoping no, for at least. Yeah, to... yeah. No, I always. I always know by the where time you actually get out there, you know London so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only thing you have to watch is not getting lost, but suddenly being a whole block away. It can happen when you're calling and running the knowledge. It can happen in real life. You can be driving, driving sort of along, uh, I don't know, Great Portland Street, north to south, and and then suddenly find you're actually in Portland Place, which is the road running parallel, and. Yeah. And I find that's a directional thing. The other interesting thing about getting lost is um, everyone listening to the podcast is when you use a sat-nav, what's at the top of the screen? Is it the direction you're going or is it north? And I bet you there's a split split of views. And, and no, anyone everyone, that everyone's just going in the direction of the road. It's only uh, you. It's only you that has north at the no, top. Me and every taxi driver and anyone that likes yeah. Matt surely has north at the top. You've got to have north at you the top. You know what, actually? Since I've been obviously using a lot more maps when I was doing all of my cities, like use, relying on the GPS is just rubbish because it doesn't update quick enough when you're on foot. Yeah. Like when you're in a car, it can guess which way you're going. But when you're on foot, it faffs around. So. Actually, when I'm on foot, I'll put in the direction. I'll look at the directions, but I won't press go, and I'll look at it with north to the top and figure out my route on foot like that. Yeah, so, contradicted myself straight away there. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just about a map thing. It's the sun as well. I remember taking my friends from Manchester coming out the tube in the, the Strand, and seeing it was eleven o'clock in the morning, and I looked out to see where the sun was to work out whether we'd come out on the north side of the Strand or the south side, and which direction to walk. Yeah, you've always done that. <laughs> it only went wrong when I was in the Southern Hemisphere once and forgot it was the other way round. I walked the long way round this island and got lost trying to find a shop. Well, there was a there's a fair few tube stations in Chicago, and as you're walking out, there's a compass dial on the floor. So oh, brilliant! As, as you're walking out, you're like, okay, there's north. I know which way I'm going. Brilliant idea. Really oh, good brilliant. idea. 
See, but if you have your map facing the direction you're going, how on earth do you know what direction it is? <laughs> so, <laughs> mum, so, mum, mum asks, do they still have cabman shelters, and have you used one? Yeah, yeah, I think there's uh, about twelve left, and the one I've used is in Russell Square, which is probably the nicest looking one. Um, the only thing I often work late shift, and they tend to open in the mornings and shut early afternoons. So often they just a green hut that are shut up. Um, and you get discount if you're a taxi driver with your green badge, but members of the public can go there. The one I'd recommend to people is probably the Russell Square one. It's the nicest one, just on the northwest corner of Russell yes. Square. Andy will know it because it's not, not far from Rada and yeah. University of London. Um, but but they're, they're lovely and they're, they'll stay. I think people want to look after the ones that are left. Uh, Elise asks, where is Hamilton? Hamilton is on at the Victoria Palace Theatre. And uh, it comes out at ten past ten at night, and uh, I queue up for that sometimes to pick up, and they're blooming nowhere to sit in the taxi queue there. <laughs> and uh, the people I picked up from there rave over it, and it makes me want to go because I didn't think it'd be my cup of tea. But normally I like picking up from shows because I ask people what the show was like, and anyone that comes out that said it's brilliant. You got to see it. It's amazing. I recently listened to the so before my call with Andy, he went to go and see it. So I listened to the soundtrack on one of my drives. It's fucking amazing. Absolutely yeah, yeah. amazing. Just, just. Yeah. So the whole thing is sung slash rapped, and yeah, it just the soundtrack's two hours twenty minutes of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've changed changed with you. I think it's on our list to see yeah. sometime in the winter. Um. Cool. Well, it's it's half past twelve now. <laughs> wow. It's half past eight on Tuesday morning. It's half past twelve. I should go to bed. Well, you should. You've got. You've got to get up. And what time you got to hand it back tomorrow? You've got to get there for eleven. But I've got to empty the tanks. I've got to fill up some petrol. I've got to get propane. I've got to do some bits in the morning. So ah, God, that'll be weird. Then you'll walk away from that tray where you put with your rucksack on. Then oh, I'm gonna walk away from that place and then get an hour and forty minutes of a bus and then a train to my hostel. Oh no! Uh, you're, back, you're back to normal travelling. Back to normal travelling. Ugh. Oh, no, that'll feel Gross. weird. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, know, be like, long, you'll be longing for your trip. Uh, like, taking a long time to pack and stuff today has got me kind of, like, excited about it again, but... Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be this thing, that's for sure. No, oh, you got lots of exciting things coming up, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, a long okay. call, so lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much for being my cool home this week, Dad. It's been my pleasure. And... When you're remembering the good times, you're living life in the past lane. <laughs>